Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Building a Bridge. My name is Jesse Brizanine. My name is Jared Countess, and our mission is to build a bridge beyond relationship relations. Okay, sorry, to empower people to use their voice to build a bridge beyond race relations, creating unity and understanding, effectively raising the collective consciousness of humanity. Last week, we talked about the recent events at the United States Capitol, which shared some of our initial reactions, what ended up happening to get the, for us to get to our perceptions, to how we can heal, begin to heal the deeper wounds. And then we also shared some of our holiday time recaps. Yes. And Jared, what are we gonna talk about today? So today we're going to talk about what I feel like is a very dangerous step that's um, happening in America. Don't, obviously, you know, I feel that any form of re rebellion is also dangerous, right? Which is what we talked about why I was against rioting um, over the summer, right? Um, in the wake of George Floyd, even though I was trying to be understanding of why people, or I am understanding of why people were rioting, <laughs> right? And... Um, uh, also against people raiding, running into the Capitol building and being destructive, you know, in our nation's capital, but also understanding of why people are doing that. And now what I can really see as being really dangerous, and I think we talked about this a lot, is that, you know, the banning of people from social media, um, free, right, platforms, and um, how as we do that, you know, we, we can actually, um, we can destroy the ability to build bridges for people, right? That's, it's a disempowering thing, um, and it creates, in my opinion, mistrust, <laughs> you know and, and uh you know what before you we think, came on we talked about what do you think when they banned uh, huh what were your initial reaction when the trump bans came through on everything oh initially yeah my initial reaction was when okay so when they first banned him that day i was like thank you shut him up <laughs> I was like, somebody stop this guy but then when they then when they came out with um, a permanent ban, I said, "Oh no, that's super dangerous. Um, that's that's going to make people who feel alienated, who feel unheard, less heard, and more alienated. And guess what? They're right. They're right. And that's even scarier." <laughs> you know that what was what how did how did you feel about it how do you, how do you feel about it you know similar man like i think i was at first i was like oh thank god this is just shut this guy up but then as i started to think about it i was thinking similarly as you is that you know if if i'm a part of a group that thinks there's a conspiracy theory and and that the, what I'm doing is actually the patriotic thing and I'm fighting for upholding these ideals that I believe in. And the person who I believe is a leader and I've been taught is a leader for my whole life or whatever it is. And all of a sudden that that's all taken away. That seems to me, it would be a pretty big piece of evidence to prove the theory, the conspiracy theory is true. 
And I think that's a, that's a dangerous thing. I think that it's interesting too, is as much as I wanted, I've noticed the last few days that I actually felt better being able to see what he was thinking. And now it's like, you don't have that, that insight into his train of thought. So then you wonder, okay, well, what is he thinking? And how is that going to be end up getting communicated out to other people who are now it's going to be completely biased. It's, he's only communicating to people who are on one sided, one sided focus on hearing these types of things, which I think is, is dangerous. And I think it's, it's a, it's a dangerous thing too, where we look at most radical extremism, right? It starts with isolating small groups of populations, indoctrinating them into believing only certain things they yeah. have access to counter information and ability to free think. And so whether this is a cult who, you know, thinks the comet's going to come by and it's a spaceship and we got to kill ourselves to do it, or if it's going to be the, the guy who straps a vest around his chest and goes and blows up in the middle of a mall, I feel like many of these things have that origin. And the common thing is, is you have these extremist beliefs, but you have a inability to free think and consider something else as the alternative. I think where we as a society missed an incredible opportunity is when we had this all right in front of us. So many of us got to the habit of just, you know, it became a me versus you, us versus mm -hmm. competition, who's right and who's wrong and calling our fellow humans names and labels because they didn't think as us. And I get, Discourse with folks like that is uncomfortable and challenging and hard. But if we're truly going to build a bridge, building a bridge is having those difficult, uncomfortable conversations. This is where, like, again, I use Daryl Davis as a hero of mine. He proves time and time again that the bridges are capable of being built in the most extreme of situations. And most of us, it wasn't even required for us to build it in extreme situations. All it was is required us to have these conversations with our friends, family, neighbors, people who we've already done it before. And, you know, it breaks my heart that I hear so many people saying like, oh, I won't talk to my family again. I won't talk to my friends again because of this. And well, because of freaking Donald Trump, you know, you're going to give that up. But what that's really is, is it's, I think more than anything, that's, it's reflective of the, inability for so many of us to be able to learn how to communicate and have these more difficult conversations. And, and I think that at any given moment in history, society is a reflection of all of us, right? Yes. One another. It just is. And so if we're going to now kind of mute it and sweep it under the rug, but isn't that what so many of us do with most of our problems? We mute it and sweep it under the rug. We pretend like we're not unhappy in our relationship. We pretend like we're not unhappy with our health. We pretend like our finances are okay when they're not. And to me then, this is reflective of a bigger societal behavior as a whole that it's a Band-Aid on a problem that I think is just only going to get probably exponentially worse at some point now because of this. I think that you know, we can hope that maybe it puts some of the fuses out, but I don't know. I, I, my, my gut says it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. So, so I, I think that I think two things, right? One, I actually do think 
I don't like the band. I don't like band in this guy for life. I don't like that. I do think that society as a whole, this is going to sound terrible, has to marginalize certain groups. Has to, right? That's, you, you have to. Yeah, you know, especially radical groups, you have to marginalize them to a certain extent. Like, it's just unacceptable, like, in the general public sphere to be a member of the KKK right now. And it's almost always been, that's why they wear fucking hoods, right? <laughs> they won. <laughs> right? And so, and so, um, so society has to say, like, this is not okay. It's not okay to be a Nazi. It's not okay to be a member of KKK. It's not okay to be an Islamic extremist. It's not okay to be this, right? <clears throat> but, but, when you take a group of people that does not define themselves as clearly define themselves as fervently opposed to civilized society, <laughs> right? If they, if, if they don't define themselves that way, if they don't define themselves, you know, the, the, the dangerous thing about Trump is that he is not unifying, right? Um, and, and, and so that's the, that is, you can kind of put him as in, a, in its side of not being, um, not being a proponent of civilized society, but um, he, you can't, until he started doing what he was doing during it, you can't really call him an anarchist. <laughs> right? Those those groups to me are, are anarchist groups, right? Nazis were anarch are, are now really identified as anarchists. You know, Antifa, right? Just, you know what I mean? Um, you know, um, KKK, all that kind of stuff. And so um, society has to marginalize those groups. We have to. That's the, kind of the job of all social structure. Right, but another job, and this is the heart of one that we have to do as individuals or society as a whole, is recognize some of the truths that those extreme groups make prevalent. We want to call them liars. We want to call them idiots. We want to call them blah, 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 blah. We want to say all those mean things. But the, this, is, this is something that I fervently believe. No movement gets started without there being a negative, a nugget <clears throat> of truth in what it is that they're talking about. Without there, if I go to Islamic extremism, right? And, you know, those who would, you know, see, you know, the U.S. brought down and destroyed or, you know, Christian nations brought down and destroyed or blah, 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 blah. The nugget of truth that they have is that Christians have waged war <laughs> against Islamic nations for thousands of years. 
thousands of years. We have made them our enemies as well. You know what I mean? And and, and maybe maybe we can say that that's not necessarily the case right now. But I, I would say it's arguably the case some places still, right? Now, the basis for those disagreements may no longer be religious on this side of the table. They may be economic. They may be human rights related. They may be all of these things. But the guy who pushes Islamic extremism can still claim, well, these Christian nations are trying to take us over or they're trying to destroy our way of life, right? And, um, you know, so there, there's, a, there's a nugget of truth there. And it's our job to say, well, no, I'm not saying don't be Muslim or Islamic or whatever. What I'm saying is don't abuse women. Don't, you know what I mean? Make, you know, just someone a second class citizen based upon their gender, right? Have free fucking elections, right? Let your people decide though, you know what I mean? And so our job is to continue to push that narrative as a society, right? And not to say, oh, these, all Muslims are bad. And not to say these people are destructive and evil, right? But to clearly say that like, no, we don't believe these people are destructive and evil, but we do believe there are some destructive evil people suppressing good people there. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's such a good point. I just, I told you I read Obama's book. I just finished it. And uh-huh. I, well, I listened to the audiobook. It's long. And he, he's going to do two parts. So it only, in, it only goes up to Osama bin Laden raid, part one. Like 20 some hours of it is inset there, which is like 2011. But the thing that was really remarkable about it is he said this repeatedly. He said the more he would go when he was a senator, the more he went in these different neighborhoods, the more he would find that aside from like skin color and one or two other things of just affiliations that we assign ourselves to, I'm on this side or this side, this religion, that religion, whatever it is. He said, I couldn't believe how similar we were. And he goes over and he goes to Russia. He meets, uh, not Putin, but Dmitry, was it Medvedev was the president under Putin? But Putin was president, steps aside, puts a puppet, I think was Dmitry Medvedev. And he's like, I meet him and I can't believe how similar, you know, there's like, aside from these things, there's these commonalities. And so what I hear him saying, at least I'm interpreting as, is the more exposed he is to the billions of people around the world, the more he sees the similarities in the Russian citizen and the American citizen, that there's Mm -hmm. more that unites us and divides us. I think the challenge is with really building a bridge is we have to be willing to get past the divisive part Yes. Just on the United part. And when I look at, let's just say there was a million people last week at the Capitol is a rough, even number. Where is there a percentage of those people that were probably in extremist groups? Absolutely. No, no doubt. Right. But I also think too, the guy who, who's on the daily show now, I think was doing interviews with people in the crowd and kind of run around making jokes and stuff. And I watched it and it was kind of funny, you know, he's sitting there talking to people trying to get it. But what was remarkable is most of the people he was talking to in their minds, at least how I was perceiving it, they really believed they were doing something good. Like they believed that the elections had been stolen. They believed that Trump has been getting an unfair deal. They believed that they were standing up for the president. They believed that they were standing up for democracy. And then, so when Trump turns around and calls them patriots, you know, they think that that's what they're really doing. Yes. And so to me, like, I can focus on 
like if I have a, two choices, it's choose your own adventure. What's going to really build a bridge? I can focus on how they're doing this thing, insurrection, coups, all those types of things at the Capitol. Or I could say, look, like there's some extremist groups in there, absolutely. But let's just say for shits and giggles, we'll say a generous 20% is extremist and 80% is not. Yes. That 80% is people who probably share some similar views as me. They're just expressing it differently because of education, background, societal things, all those types of things. And like, to me, if they're that passionate about democracy and whatnot, that they are willing to go and do this because they believe they're doing it for this right reason, that to me just says like, if, if we're able to learn how to communicate more effectively with them, the movement is so fast to go the other way. But the challenge is the harder work, like you said, is, is that like, dude, it's so easy to sit here and, and laugh at the guy wearing the bison helmet hat and say, Oh, look at that, you know, idiot village people reject guy. Like he's got nothing. He's nothing like me. I would never do that. Like this guy's a anarchist or whatever it is and all these types of things. And you find out, well, I think it was him, his mom's saying he hasn't ate since he got arrested because he only eats organic food and there's no organic food in prison. Well, there's a lot of people who eat organic food for conscious reasons, you know, health reasons, whatnot. Like, I guess the point is this, is that we are not going to build bridges by alienating huge chunks of the population by making it an us versus them, right versus wrong. And it sucks because it'd be so easy to do that. easy to just build a bridge and say, oh, hey, I'm going to just build a bridge with people who like what I like. You're, you're not going to build a bridge by cutting communication with the other side. Yeah, exactly. And just tell them that they should shut up. So here's, here's what I was trying to get at when, I'm, when I made the statement about the truth, the truth to the statement of the Islamic extremists in that, you know, Christian, we have Christian nations that fought them for a long time. The truth to me that those people key in on right is that and, and i put up a um a little meme or whatever you call it the other day i was like you know on the left you know the left says uh corrupt billionaires are ruining country the right says government is ruining country and i'm over here like corrupt billionaires are running the you know corrupt government that's you know ruining the country right and so i put that up but here's the truth right so They are right in that groups of Americans in this country have been forgotten, taken advantage of, <laughs> and, and used slash abused. What the issue is, and this is the truth that we've, I think we've all recognized, right, is that that's true on all sides. Yeah. That's true for your Republicans. That's true for your for for your democrats that's true for black people it's true for white people in certain in, in certain areas and populations right so and so but we've been pointing a finger at the discrepancy because people have been trying to erase it for years right like there was for a long period black males were demonized in this country and black people in general were thought of as less than that has started to change that is a big change right and, and, and what you see on the left, on the Democratic side, a lot of times is, and they do use the black vote, right? You see them pandering to poor black people, right? And to black people in inner cities to say, let us help you solve your issue. 
Does that make any kind of sense? We're going to yeah. help you solve your issues, yeah. right? And to a certain small extent, you'll see the Republican Party pander to poor white people and middle-class America or middle America and Appalachian Mountains and blah, 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 right? But the truth of the matter is those, you know, poor farmers, poor, you know, people in Appalachian Mountains, poor people from where you come from in Northern California have also been forgotten and abused by the system, right? And it's come to a point now where it's like, okay, yeah, every, you know, in general, most Americans are willing to admit that black people, you know, did get, you know, the uh, short end of the stick for yeah. a very long time. Not so much as, I, I don't feel like as much anymore, but for a very long period of time did. Absolutely, right, it's undeniable. But what people on the right, I feel like, or people who are Trump supporters are saying, is we've also been getting the short end of the stick. What about me? And now you're giving me a shorter end of the stick and telling me that everything I believe is fucking wrong. That's truth. You know, that's true. And if we can't accept that that is true and validate it for them as truth, as opposed to further marginalize them, then we give them heroes like Donald Trump. Yeah. We elevate him because we're denying not even their truth, a fundamental truth that's true about the United States of America. And basically telling them, yeah, I, I don't care that people in Appalachian Mountains or people in poor middle-class America or poor farmers in, in, in the South or people from Northern California who all the jobs went away and would, I don't care because mostly all racist. I don't care. I don't care that you've been forgotten. I don't care that your area is economically depressed. I don't care, you know, because you're a white male and this is a white male dominated country. So fuck you. Yeah. Dude, there's something you said that really, it made me consider that most of us, you know, there, what is the saying? We're so worried about what other people think and how ridiculously, how ridiculous that is because most people are so concerned about what they, what other people think about them. They don't even have the time to think about somebody else. <laughs> I'm worried about what that person's thinking of me, but that person's not even thinking about me because they're spending all their time worried about what I'm thinking about them. And, and to the point, most of us do not think globally. We don't think globally. We generalize globally, but we don't think globally. We're too worried and too concerned and too focused on what's in it for me. What's my, because when we're in our life and our problems and our challenges, everything seems absolute in that moment. So it's a very much, it's a politics is how are they going to help me? Not how are they going to help this group? How are they going to help my community? They're going to help my world, right? Most of us, you know, if you've never traveled before, you don't know anything outside of your own area. Yeah. Yeah. It has, Social media and entertainment opened that up more absolutely in ways that never had before. But still, like most of us are not going to think beyond our day-to-day -day world. We wake up and we don't think about how am I going to change the world? How am I going to make things better for marginalized groups of black, Hispanic, white, whoever it is? We're not going to think about what equality is or any of those types of things or who should get that. What we're thinking about is, man, uh, you know, my, my kid needs to be able to have this. My neighbor really got screwed over here. 
And the guy down the street, who's my cousin, he's just having a hard time. And that's not to say what's right or wrong. It's just to give an observation. We're just not thinking. And so then the global generalization becomes, well, everyone's against us. All politicians are corrupt. They are stealing this from us, right? And, and so it's, it's important to note generalizations and daily thought are different, but we will use generalizations to fuel movements. We will use generalizations to fuel uh, belief systems. We will use generalizations to fuel the lines that we draw. What side am I on, right? And, and, and to say, oh, well, I don't have to listen to any of those guys because they're just all way over here. Well, you're going to say all of them are out there. It's not true. It's not. The more true is that most of them are not over there, but they're there because they believe these things that probably you believe something similar to. They're just engaging in behaviors that you wouldn't do because of their situation, because in their mind and their world, and by world, I mean this limited version of how we see the world, just the same as we do. It's just the same as when I feel stressed out. It doesn't matter what's going on there. I think the whole thing is against me, right? We all talk about feeling the weight of the world on our shoulders. But when do you feel the weight of the world on your shoulders? You feel the weight of the world on your shoulders when you can't pay your electric bill. You feel the weight of the world on your shoulders when you see that your, you know, your husband, your wife is having to work two jobs or somebody you love is sick or you don't own the newest pair of jeans and so you're going to get made fun of because you're going to be seen as poor or that you are not, you're not comparing as well as your roommate who happens to be Elon Musk. Right? Whatever it is, the weight of the world for most of us is self-imposed based off of our beliefs and perceptions of what it means to be a man, a woman, a human being, a good person, a Christian, a Republican, a liberal, whatever that is. And then we'll use, and so then when we're feeling weight of the world, right, what do we want to do? We want to try to latch on to something that's going to help pull us out of that and give us purpose. You, you know what's crazy? As you were talking, I'm sitting there like, what if some people would have come out on um, on the news or on social media and without attacking anybody said, okay, how is Donald Trump right? Right? Or, or how are these people that are following him right? But without attacking the yeah. other side. Do you know what I mean? Like, like what could that, what could that have done? Like, it is, it, 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 it's, it feels like to, to support one thing, you have to attack the other. And, and, and I, and I, and I, that's, I mean, and that's the, the part that scares me with the banning. That's the part that scares me with the banning. Do I do I think the divisive elements in society need to be dealt with, <laughs> right, so to speak? Absol absolutely, right. But do I think the answer is to like I, I guess just marginalize or to try to you know shut the voice down or to but or or to or to listen and validate certain aspects. You know what I mean? Well, it's it's like what would have happened if so if you're if you're somebody who's in that framework of the election stolen, I'm marching because it, it's and so if I asked you, if I asked you, well, why do you why do you think it's stolen? 
and then you give me whatever answer, just like a short answer, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And then, oh. I, you know, like, why do you believe that? You, there's, there's a psychological theorem, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's essentially like, if you ask somebody a why question, it usually takes five to seven whys, where you'll get to a point of greater cause. And usually in there, once you start to get below that, you get below surface, 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 because everything else is surface, like the reactions will surface stuff, right? You start to get to truths. And so usually for most of us, those truths are, well, I'm really concerned about my family. I want a better life for my family and my friends, something like that, right? And then it becomes the, well, I want a better life for my family and friends too. What do you think we could do to build that for them? Because now it's no longer, it's exactly to your point, like what would happen if those would have been the conversations? But media is not going to do that. Like it's, their business model is fear, 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 fear. Mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. again, the more horrifying and, and scary the images are, the more controversial, the more people are going to tune in. Because, you know, it's like I've long said, fear and mediocrity are two of the biggest businesses in the world. The more we yes. keep people afraid, the more we can keep people thinking that they are incapable of, of, of self, of, of living their best life and being happy and everything else. It's the same with a lot of, um, you know, what is it? The prescription drug industry is, and this is a big generalization, so forgive me, but just to make a point is the, the profit margin, the sweet spot for them is when people are sick. It's not if they're dead or healthy. There's no money to be made. It's when people are sick. And I would argue that we see, you know, in the United States, as an example, we're a league leader in, in rates of stress, anxiety, depression, suicide, and obesity. That to me seems that there's been a really effective marketing campaign to the American populace to get them to think that they need these products to be better. Yes. Right? And yes. So I don't know. I, I'm starting to go on a tangent now. We're over our 25 minute goal that we. Yeah, well, it's 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 and no, but 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 you're, you're you're, you're, you're spot on, and 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 that's and that's part of the corruption, where people are absolutely positively, correct. And and like I think we talked about it before we got on. People are smart enough to know, that they're being manipulated. You know what I mean? Or or at least smart enough to see the way that other people are being manipulated. Mm -hmm. So people on one side of the table can see how Donald Trump is manipulating a certain portion of the of the, of the population. Or Republicans are manipulating a certain portion of the population. People on the other side of the table can see how Democrats are manipulating a certain portion of the population. And both are right. And both are right. But the means, again, the means for manipulation is some nugget of truth. Yeah. It has to be. Whether it, the rest of it can all be lies. Can be a whole bunch of lies in there, but there always has to be some nugget of truth that speaks to somebody. Does that 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 makes a room for that lie to come into play? Does that make any kind of sense? Yeah. Like, and if people don't like manipulation, they're influencing. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Just to make it so it's a more safe discussion. More safe discussion. Okay, that's fine. That's, that's you know, but and the reason I use the word manipulating is because both sides, right? When they use the language, they say manipulation. When they're yeah. talking about the other side, 
they say they're being manipulated. When they're talking, when this side's talking about this side, they're saying they're being manipulated. But you're right. They're, they're both being influenced, right? And there, there has to be a negative truth. And if we can stand in the middle and recognize the truth on both sides, then maybe we can, we can change how those people are influenced. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's, and that, and that, and that's, and, and you can't, but you can't do that if you, if you destroy the ability of those people to speak their minds. If you, and that was, I mean, that's, that's how the internet brought us all closer, closer, right? <laughs> Is it, it allowed us the ability to, to, to speak our minds, speak our hearts, right? And, and it, it opened people up to now say some things that they may believe, right? Or have come to believe, right? That are really negative. <laughs> but it also, when you get, uh, give them ability to talk about it, and if you can kill your, your emotional response, right? That's fervently opposed or negative and you know, recognize both that person's truth and try to talk to them, right? Um, on the places where you agree and blah, 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 blah. It can help explain why, you know, one of the reasons why we, we look at some of the horrible things that people do, right? This, I mean, that's, that's what I think is the great inflection point, right? That we're talking about, like that's the great, yes. that's the great benefit is that we, we, because now we've, the internet has allowed us to, to talk about and then what happened with Donald Trump there's a lot of us to talk about some of our uglier thoughts, feelings, and emotions, yep. right? Now we can start to really dig on, okay, well, this is what makes people do fucking shitty shit to each other. We have that, we have that door open. Yes. And banning people shuts it. Yeah. It shuts it. And so we need to keep that open level of communication so that we can, so we can, we can talk about it because it's, it's it's real. It's, it's real. And people don't just do ugly shit. Like if one person doesn't walk up to a person and shoot another person in the face or go, you know, shoot up a mall or shoot up a school or, 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 you know, do tor- horrible things to gain money and power without having some truth or some belief that that's the right thing to do. And if you're not allowed to talk to if the internet, all of this stuff has given us the ability to talk to each other before people get to that level. Before we get to that horrible human thing, the horrible side of human humanity that we can do terrible things to one another. We now have the opportunity to fucking talk about this shit before people go out and do those horrible acts. And when you slam that door, which is what's scared, which is why you're afraid, it was why you're scared, which is why I'm scared and nervous, right? Slamming that door ends the conversation before people go out and do that. Yep. And so that means that now it's not going to be talking. You're just going to see the action. They're going to talk amongst themselves and then commit the, commit the act or think by themselves and then commit the act. Yep. Whereas when I'm talking, I can, I, we can work that shit. We can work it out. We can talk it out. And maybe you, maybe we don't work it out and you commit the fucking act anyway, but at least we had a fucking chance <laughs> at least there was the opportunity to, <laughs> to, 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 to bridge that gap. Do you know what I mean? And, and, you know, and that's hard work. That's hard work. And it scares a lot of people. It scares people 
that that people do feel so marginalized in this country that that they would want to revolt on both sides from the you know black people poor or, or whatnot to you know white people poor or whatnot to mexicans poor or whatnot and asians and all that kind of stuff you know people aren't being hurt they aren't it's a fact and then we're picking and choosing who we want to hear until we don't want to hear from them anymore and then we're telling them to shut the fuck up to you <laughs> all right man we better stop it there so we don't go too long over anybody i appreciate you look forward to next week awesome yes thank you thank you i'm glad we i don't know if i'm glad we went over but i'm happy good yeah. take it easy <laughs> yeah, and everybody add your comments add your questions let's let's start a discussion in here and just keep them going and especially if you don't agree with us why if you do why what would you like what is your opinion what are your ideas this is this is the conversation this is a dialogue let's build a bridge we'll see you next time everybody